I'd like for us to turn again tonight to the, uh, this evening to uh, the gospel according to Luke. My mind uh, is still considerably on some of the things that uh, occupied our attention this morning or at least along that same line, uh, pro- probably under the general heading of discipleship and, and the uh, uh, necessity or the importance of our following the Lord in, uh, in discipleship. In the gospel, according to Luke chapter 11 and verse 23, we read these words, the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. In this small verse of scripture, the Lord tells us that there's actually no middle ground, that we're either for the Lord or we're against him. We're either gathering in the name of our Lord, gathering God's people together, into the fold, or scattering abroad, as Matthew puts it, that he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. And this is uh, this is not something to take lightly. It's uh, because, uh, in fact, it's rather frightening. We think that there is no middle ground. This is true in in many areas. The the Lord tells us that whatsoever is not of faith is sin, and that just cuts a real thin line, and many areas that the Lord uh, allows us no gray area and uh, no middle ground. But he tells us here that uh, he that is not uh, with him, uh, with me is for me, uh, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. So in this, we see that uh, we are to be gatherers. We're supposed to be gathering the Lord's people. We're supposed to be uh, fishermen, uh, fishing for men, fishing for souls, if you will. And uh, my responsibility as a gospel minister and all gospel ministers is is to deliver the burden uh, that God has placed on our heart. Your responsibility, your work in this meeting tonight or any gospel meeting is to try to enter into the burden that the minister is trying to deliver and to appreciate that as a message from God. And as uh, when sometimes we hear folks say, well, uh, it wasn't, uh, I've had people tell me, well, it wasn't you that was speaking, it was God speaking through you. Well, that needs to be uh, a little bit... Uh, uh, sort of explained if that's uh, the way we want to look at it because if God was actually doing the speaking through me and it was God rather than me, it would come out a whole lot better than it does. Uh, God indeed gives us, I think, the burden of the message. And uh, he requires of us to study, to labor, to pray, but, and, to, and to present that message as uh, the writer uh, uh, Solomon said that the, in, the, in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes, the, uh, he says the preacher sought out acceptable words. And uh, so it's our responsibility to put it into words, 
It's our responsibility to try to deliver to you the burden of our souls, the burden of our heart, but at the same time it's your responsibility to try to enter into that burden. So when our Lord tells us here that we are supposed to be gatherers and not scatters, uh, th- those that would scatter the flock of God, one of the one of the uh, one of the things that is so important uh, in gathering the Lord's people to the fold, to the shepherd's fold, if you will, is uh, is the food that is served at the table, if you will, and uh, in uh, uh, Matthew chapter twenty-four. And verse 28, uh, our Lord says, and we'll not try to go into the context of this, but try to get a principle from this statement, and I don't even know that this is uh, uh, exactly what's under consideration, but there's a principle involved here. Matthew 24, verse 28 says, For for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Now, however gross this may seem to our sensitive uh, uh, minds today, we must realize that eagles feast on the carcasses of dead animals. And because here's where the uh, food supply is, here's where the eagles are going to be gathered together. And so uh, one of the greatest things that uh, uh, can help us in gathering uh, the Lord's people together is to serve uh, the proper food because where the, where the food supply is, that's where the Lord's people are going to be. Uh, Solomon tells us in the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, uh, he asks the question, he says, Tell me, O thou whom my soul loveth, where thou feedest, where thou makest thy flock to rest at noon. And then he says, If thou know not, O thou fairest among women, go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock and feed thy kids beside the shepherd tent. And uh, the idea here is that uh, here's the hungering child of God. He's the searching, uh, seeking uh, soul. And he's looking for some soul food. He's not looking for uh, just anything. Now, uh, in in the analogy here with the eagles feasting on the the carcass of dead animals, we wouldn't expect uh, non carnivorous animals or birds to be feasting on that. But they, the food supply must be suited to the, to the, to the thing that's being fed. Now, we, we, we wouldn't expect sheep to be feeding where the eagles feed. So, but sheep, uh, in, the, in the Song of Solomon, he uses the analogy of sheep. Uh, where thou makest thy flock to rest at noon, where do you feed? Where are you feeding your flock? And uh, uh, it's been uh, said that Primitive Baptists uh, will go the farthest, hear the least, and come back the best satisfied of anybody, anybody in the world. Uh, well, the only thing wrong with that is not usually it's not that they hear the least, it's they hear the most. But, uh, but uh, the reason that the Lord's people are willing to travel for miles and uh, pass maybe meeting house after meeting house to get to a particular location because they have, have already tasted, they have experienced the fact that as a general rule, there's some food here. There's some sheep food. There's a radio broadcast that we uh, listen to sometimes when we're traveling over toward Grace Church or over in, in that vicinity. It comes, uh, the man is from uh, uh, Statesville, North Carolina, but it's, 
It's called the Sheep Food Broadcast. And sometimes he has some pretty good uh, uh, materials, but uh, he at least recognizes the fact that sheep want to eat sheep food. I mean, that's what they want. So uh, uh, one of the best ways that we can gather the Lord's people is to try to do everything we can, and this includes uh, 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 a lot of prayer and uh, 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 a lot of hospitality and, and kindness and uh, uh, greetings uh, for the Lord's people when they come. If we supply, supply those things, then the Lord's people, the sheep of God's pasture, are going to come back to find that food. Wherever the uh, carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Now, we have a responsibility in, a, in gathering uh, and, and with respect to discipleship. Now, we do not have the responsibility of gathering God's people into the eternal fold. That's, that's the work of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And going back to our text and reading some uh, previous verses, beginning with verse 21, but we'll notice first uh, uh, in this context that the context here is the Lord uh, uh, casting out devils, and the Lord Jesus Christ is accused of casting out devils in the name of uh, Beelzebub, by by the power of Beelzebub. And uh, Jesus Christ himself is referred to as Beelzebub. Uh, the prince of the devils by his enemies. And uh, they, they, can't, they can't deny the power that's involved here. They're not denying that devils actually came out. They're not denying that a miracle was, was uh, uh, performed. They have, they've seen it with their eyes. They, they know it's true. They can't deny that, so they come over here and, and try to... Uh, confused the issue by saying, well, it's, it's true, he, he has performed a miracle, he has cast out devils, but where his, is his power coming from? Instead of uh, acknowledging and recognizing the fact that his power uh, came from uh, heaven, came from God, they said he's casting out devils by the prince of devils. And of course the Lord tells them that if that's the case, Satan's kingdom is divided and a, a house divided against itself can't stand and his kingdom will fall. But uh, uh, the, uh, he goes farther in verse 21 to talk about the strong man. In verse 21 he says, When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are at peace, in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and uh, overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. And this tells us that there's, there is no stronger. And this was the experience of every child of God that's born of the Spirit of God that uh, uh, the resistance of, uh, of the natural, carnal, dead, alien, corrupt uh, uh, heart was not able to re- resist the power of God because of stronger than he. Jesus Christ is the strong man arm that comes in and spoils our goods and uh, makes us realize that uh, uh, everything we've trusted in, everything that we thought we loved, we it turns uh, uh, to uh, uh, something that we don't want, or uh, as it's been said, that which we uh, formerly loved, we now hate. That which we formerly hated, we now love. And and the strong man comes in and just uh, spoils our goods and spoils our plans and, and much about our lives. But it doesn't leave us there. That's the good part about it, because the Lord Jesus Christ always gives us something better than what we had. Uh, This world and its glitter 
and all the things that uh, go along with it that may at one time look to be so great uh, are exchanged for the glories of the hope of the, of the eternal world to come and along with the blessings that he bestows here in this life. So the Lord is that, that strong man that comes in and destroys our goods. One of the, one of the reasons that we become... Uh, as those who would scatter rather than gather the Lord's people is when we stumble at the word. When we, when we are disobedient, the Apostle Peter uh, talks about this in 1 Peter chapter 2 uh, and uh, verse 7. He says, Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Now, when God's people are disobedient, when they are rebellious, and they are following their desires, and they're not considerate of others, they're not uh, interested in providing that sheep food that God's people need, uh, uh, he says that they're going to become those that would, would scatter God's people, not those who would gather them into the fold, but would scatter the sheep. And uh, as uh, a matter of fact, the Lord speaks of this in John chapter 10 when he talks about the good shepherd. Uh, he says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Uh, the good shepherd giveth its life for the sheep. But he that is the hireling and, uh, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. So uh, if we are to be gatherers in uh, gathering God's people into the fold, we, are, we cannot be as the hireling who would flee at the first sound of the, uh, the wolf coming to scatter and destroy the sheep, but we would defend the sheep. So he's, uh, the, Peter, the Peter says here that, uh, if we are disobedient, then the, the stone which the builders disallowed, and what's under consideration here is the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're using, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is the living word. This is the written word. And, and there's a great likeness and similarity between the, uh, the living word and uh, the, 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 the uh, written word and also the preached word. The Lord Jesus Christ was, uh, was despised and, and rejected of men. So uh, in many cases, this book, the, the, the Word of God, is despised and rejected of men. In many places, the gospel is rejected and uh, despised of men, the gospel of God's grace. And so there are great similarities. But notice, he says, when, uh, when we're disobedient, the stone... Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, which the builders disallowed, the same as made the head of a corner and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. When, when God's people are disobedient, the, the very word itself, the, the written word and the preached word, and, and likewise the, the, the very living word, becomes a stumbling stone. Instead of a stepping stone or a cornerstone or or a stone that would be used for a practical and, and good purpose, it becomes the stone over which we stumble because we are disobedient. 
He says, The stone which the builders disallowed has made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word. Stumble at the word. Why did they stumble at the word? Because they were disobedient to the word. And uh, they, uh, they're not uh, disobedient because they stumble uh, at the word. They, they, God makes the stone a stumbling stone because of our disobedience. And when we do not follow the Lord, when we rebel against the Lord, the very thing that is, is, is set to be our rock of defense and our, our hiding place, uh, the rock that is higher than I, that very stone becomes the stone on which we stumble. And, uh, and, and then he goes on to say this, and note this carefully. He says, which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. And uh, 